Welcome to episode 126 of the TryGames.net podcast. This is Saturday, March 38th and 38th. There is no month of the 38th in it, shit, is there? No, there is now. Uh, March 28th. But I, yeah, I'm calling it the 38th, but this is episode 126. <laughs> Fuck the world. This is 38. Fuck the world. I ain't ask it for shit. Um, we have a return of a semi-regular, and his name starts with a slunk. Ends with an S. Ends with a dunker. Welcome back for now. How's your spring break going, buddy? Crazy. It's it feels like every other day it's it's gonna end and then I realize it hasn't and then Titties and beer? Yes. Yes, okay. We also have our regular Antipode Al. Yep, I'm here. Just finished playing some Mad World. And we have someone who just urinated Pete. I hate anything before noon. (laughs) (laughs) I hate the world before lunchtime. You are such a drunk. I hate it now. It's not good. Oh, man. What? Just just as a quick aside, I saw End of Days on Friday. Oh, no, this is a horrible movie. It's fantastic. Oh, man, it was funny. It was like, easy with the hardware. Easy with the hardware. It's fantastic. Come to California. The leaves are dry. Um, We have a GDC sent... Well, we have some stuff from GDC. Most Uh, stuff, I'd say. Most of our stuff is from GDC, but I don't know that we can talk about all of it, because if we did, it'd go seven hours. So we're going to concentrate on just a few things, but first, um, I want to go through the mailbag. We, we've kind of... Sl- Slunk's welcome back. We have actually shifted sort of, kind of, the way we do things. Yeah. Uh, mailbag mailbag has been coming first, uh, right. as of late. Yeah, I mean, most people are used to mailbag in the morning. That's what a quickie is called, I think. So. Zing and make him <laughs> laugh! Okay. Zitch! <laughs> Do you still hate everything before noon now, Pete? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> even Probably mailbag- even more so. He's like, I don't want to get mailbagged. All right. Um, I'll be with you guys in like seven minutes. Then it'll be noon. <laughs> <laughs> and then he will spring into action. Hey, Pete, video games. Talk about video games. Pete, 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 wake up. Talk about video games before noon. Pete. Video games are awesome. Video games. Talk about them. Okay. Uh, so, yes, uh, let us start off with a mail from Edu Buccaneer. Uh, last week we had a – last week, I'm sorry, last episode because last week we had no episode. <laughs> uh, last episode we had a discussion on strategy versus tactics because it just somehow came up in an email. And uh, we went maybe about seven hours about it, and so he uh, offers his thoughts. Very interesting topic. Very interesting topic. Last podcast. Really enjoyed hearing your thoughts on the subject. In my opinion, any game can be tactical up to a point. Really, sports games like football, for example, require tactics. Once you're on the playing field, in other words, deciding who will receive a pass or if you'll run the ball. Or even in a simple arcade game like Gauntlet, you can apply tactics whether you'll stock up on food and <clears throat> not share with your fellow player Red or the opposite. <laughs> or the opposite, or if playing alone, whether or not you'll stand your ground against the waves of enemies or kill the spawn generator right away. I mean to say that tactics can be used in any game regardless of its labeled tactical or not. Strategy 2 can be considered something that every game has in a manner. Strategy can be applied to a racing game, for instance, depending on your goal in it. If you are playing with a friend and your objective is to make his life miserable, 
You'll apply annoying tactics within within the bully strategy. This is, and here's my note, this is what's called griefing. A pure tactical or strategy game, in my opinion, at least takes the core concept and applies it literally within the game. You literally have to literally take a literal strategic literal stance in a Civ-style game. I added those literals. By placing <laughs> your units in a map or in a tactical RPG like Final Fantasy Tactics, you will place your units unit in a grid, and from there apply the tactics within the strat strategic positioning of the units you took. I'm not saying these games cannot be played without using strategy or tactics, but the main hook is applying both in order to succeed. To succeed while in a sports game, you could be less tactical and still win or succeed in your goal. What's the skeed? Anyway, I didn't want said. this to drag on for too long. Great show, tracking it on my Firefox TV thing. Oh, he's tracking it now. Thank you. Yay. Everybody, Yay. Just, just, just FYI, everybody who... um. Uh, Edu Buccaneer famously said that he could not get on iTunes, so if you're in the same boat, you can still get us on a regular RSS reader. Now uh, you have no excuse. That's right. Uh, anybody want to comment on this before I move on to Ass Pro? I'll, I'll say you know? that, uh, yeah, listening to two weeks ago podcast was a mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours of... Wait, 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 wait. Strategic... Tactics? Uh, like, how does that work? I don't know. Okay. bitch. And then you guys turn my head around on how to how I think what is what, and yeah, what I still don't what? know. And what yeah, is everything up? That's awesome. We got five minutes to go before Pete wakes up. Hurry up. Let's keep on. Let's keep on going before he wakes up. Good. Okay. okay. Got finish the podcast before he wakes up. <laughs> Astro seventy three writes. Okay, so he he provides links to um, the uh, new play control Pikmin for Nintendo Wii. Um, mm -hmm. Is it just me, or is this the most cynical release from Nintendo yet? What is your thoughts on Nintendo's $30 release re-release of a GameCube game? Wouldn't this have been more appropriate for the Virtual Console price maybe at $15? Yes, it has wild control, but reportedly there are no other changes whatsoever. Also in Miyamoto-san was harassed at E3 as to what Nintendo was working on for core gamers. He spat out that they were working on... They were working on Wii for Pikmin. <laughs> Pikmin for Wii. I think we're gonna make the Wii for, for this Pikmin game. I, I, I think he did that intentionally. But it, we were they were working on Pikmin for Wii. Could this be it? Uh, really quickly, I think he pretty much said Pikmin three, not yeah, this. Yeah, I think so. so. Okay. Um, but anybody coming out with Pikmin two for uh, new play control two now? Right. And right. I honestly, think that. $30 for a re-release of a $50 GameCube game that's no longer available is okay. Um, even if only thing has been changed is, you know, the waggle. I think that the accessibility is good. Uh, odds are it would not be available for a virtual console because it would probably take up like three uh, flash memories. Yeah. <laughs> it um, would take up three flash memories. Yeah. I'll say, say that this is not the first... <laughs> this is not the first remake of a game... From Nintendo. So yes, this is a common thing. Yeah. So. Well, I don't I don't know if he's saying whether or not it's like... I don't know if he's surprised, but I think for him it's kind of reached the breaking point where it's kind of like, okay, come on. Th right. This? Now? Really? Right. And I, on one hand, I, you know, it's like, well, Pikmin was a great game. And like you said, Al, it's no longer available. And they have enhanced it. So, you know, 30, and, and 30 bucks, you know, nowadays, no matter where you're talking about, you know, at least in the retail spaces, $30 is a decent price. On the other hand, something tells me that, like, they could have probably thrown people a bone and decreased the price a little bit. So, yeah, me, per me personally, I personally think that it's a fine price for me, but, like, I'm sure that 
uh, Aspro is not the only one who feels this way. Because what you start seeing on the shelf is, uh, like, when you're paying attention to, like, the releases, you're like, what, this again? And you expect me to pay over half the price for it again for a game that came out five years ago? Am I that stupid? And mm-hmm. so, like, they might not be getting the message across, yeah. you know? It's like, I don't know, it's, it kind, it's kind of like... Um, when you know you take Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories and you put it on the PS2, but mm-hmm. then but then how much did they charge for that? I don't remember. I think they charged two hundred dollars uh, for it though. I'm not sure. It was a. It comes in a pack now. Okay. Sure. Um. Yeah. Like <laughs> to be honest, this is the shit that's keeping the Wii fueled, whether it be remakes or not, because I'd rather have somebody come up to the counter with that in their hand than goddamn imagine. Party babies, <laughs> God <laughs> fucking party damn it! Babies. With the cover of digital cake spilled on this kid's yeah. arm and digital party hats, yeah. oh my fucking god! I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> like I'll, I literally yeah. just take the box and throw it whenever a customer comes up to me, <laughs> and I scream. You want fucking this? <laughs> Imagine you out of this fucking store. Get out of here. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, the game. I'll say this one last thing, like, and maybe this is going against my whole, uh, my whole diatribe about like a standard pricing and how I won't go above a certain price, like a couple of maybe like a year ago or two or something. Right. But like, if it were thirty dollars for like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat New Control, I would be like, I'm not paying for that. But if it's Pikmin because I know it's a great game, like, yes, I would probably, I, I'm okay with that price. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Nintendo runs off of that a lot. Uh, I mean, hell, the Pokemon GBA games still go for thirty bucks. 35 sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Hey, it's noon, and I have no opinion on this topic. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> Pete. It's Pity. Uh, 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 uh. Peter's here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of cynical, like, I, I can see where he's coming from with that because it's like I'm going to go back to the Liberty City Stories example where it's just like, hey, let's just throw this on PS3, PS2. Whatever. Make more money. Whatever. But in this case, I feel like Pikmin is one of those games that nobody really picked up on. Not nobody, but, like, there are a lot of people who would enjoy it that really didn't take a look at it. Raises um, my hand. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, and the other thing is that this, this is the type of game that would probably work really well with this control. And, like, me, personally, I am, like, drooling over Metroid Prime New, con- new Control, Prime Metroid New Release. Because... <laughs> Honestly, as as awesome as the control was in Metroid Prime 3, I, I'm just not feeling the structure as much as I was. Like, nothing beats the original Metroid Prime 3. Uh, Metroid Prime for me, not the original uh, Metroid Prime Hunters on DS, not Metroid Prime 3. Uh, so it's like, to be able to experience it with this new control. And I know I know that's kind of what their company line is, and you know they're just going to make money. But it, it's, it, it's kind of true, you know? So, right. Pete, you have an yeah. opinion now? It's one pit, month minute past noon. Why do people like Metroid Prime? I played like five minutes of that game and I was like, eh. Why Maybe don't people like Metroid Prime? <laughs> Metroid Prime I played awesome. like 30 hours of that game and I was like, oh! oh what? <laughs> Maybe I should have given it more than five minutes, but yeah. Well, it's not for, no game is for everybody. Yep. Let's put it that way. I, I mean, that. I mean, I love Metroid. It just, I don't know. Metroid Prime, I was like, eh. Were you approaching it as a shooter? Maybe. I don't that, know. The one problem with that game, and I'm not saying the one problem as in like, oh, it has no problems, but like for me, the the the, the part that kind of worries me about worried me about that game is that people are going to go and be like, yo, this is not like Halo. This game sucks. Bye. And it's well, like, I wasn't well, expecting it to be like Halo. No, just... not not you, but I mean, oh. the, 
when when you look at it, it's like, okay, well, it's from a first-person view, and it's the the marquee game for the GameCube and all that stuff. And so people will subconsciously kind of be like, shooter! And because I never really played shooters on a console, it really didn't hit me that way, so... But it's not it's it's not for everyone. It, it is a little bit clunky if if you're not if you don't know what to expect going into it. So next um, email. Back to email. Okay. Uh, let's see. Supersonic ninety seven says, as I remember having made known in my earlier questions, I'm a dude of Indian descent. I inherited an American accent, but there's still a little bit of that Indianness residing in me. It is my belief that by and large, my greatest failure as a human being is my inability to pronounce correctly the words video game. Game is easy, but video comes out like video. I resolve that <laughs> I resolve that we ought to come up with a different, more pretentious name for video games. But wait, wait, more pretentious name for video games, but one that's logical and etymological ish. Etymological ish. Come up with a reasonable alternative name for those totally wizard contraptions. Wizard steak sauce. And do so based on what you and society understand them to be. Good luck. Second I know question games. is wait, but the second question is Puedo poner esto, and I'm predicting that this means can I kick it in Spanish? So, yeah. <laughs> while, you guys, while you guys, uh, fish that Yahoo, that, while you guys debate over the name, I'm gonna look this up. TV games. I'll just say, is, is TV games. Is Supersonic 97 True Blue? No, no. Supersonic 97 is Supersonic, Supersonic 97. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think because... if you want pretentiousness, you should just call them interactive entertainment. True. Yeah, true. that works. Yeah. Or electronic and buy a pair of glasses if you don't already have a pair, and make sure you buy a beret. Uh, interactive yeah. porn. Sure. <laughs> and uh, murder simulators. Systems. There was a there was a <laughs> okay. fellow on Gamespot, True Blue, uh, who yeah. also says video video. video the always, video games. Yeah, yeah it's not him. Yeah. Them, so. Yes. <laughs> video games. I bet you Nico Bellic would pronounce them video games. What's up with these video games? You piece <laughs> of sh- you piece of shit. Okay, is that um, Nico Bellic on our podcast right now? I, I put Puedo yeah, Poner Esto in Babelfish, and it's, it translates to, I can put this? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wants to know where he can put this. And Poner kind of looks like Boner, so I'm just saying. Poner kind of looks like Boner. <laughs> can I Pu- bone this? Puedo, puedo Boner Esto. <laughs> okay, let's see. Pretentious name. Um, digital Experience. Oh, that's very that's that's really terrible. Let's find something else that's more terrible. Um, interactive monologues. Interactive monologues, <laughs> which also could be um, a band name. Um, <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, I don't want to say electronic. Um, digital. Uh, digital uh, wastelands. Digital piazza. What? Digital digital now plaza. Batting. Digital Piazza. No, I'm not talking about Mike Piazza. I'm talking about the Italian. <laughs> <Italian. laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Mike Piazza Digital with the long hair. Head and shoulders for you. Uh, head and shoulders digital. No. Uh, uh, help me out here. Uh, no, I'm done. Window. That was all of my energy. Escape. Right yes, yes. Digital escapism. Digital no, because no, no, well, no, you're not escaping digital. You, you, it's got to be uh, the absolute digital. No, it's digital. escapism. In the form of digital, oh, so you're okay. escaping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. From reality, electronic, okay. electronic narcotics, because they're bad for our kids, and we have to, <laughs> we have to have the government stop narcotics them. and video game. Totally uh, penis well. Um, Wait, no. Penis well. Penis well, well or rare? Well. Uh, well. Yeah. Well. Never mind. I was trying to make a joke. Uh, <laughs> interesting things. Interesting things. Um. All right. So actually. 
This is a good question. If anybody can write in and give a more pretentious name for video games that Supersonic can pronounce, uh, but it's mail, in, mail it in, and, and Pete, might, Pete might mail you a prize that might not suck. Oh, yeah, speaking <laughs> of which, I should, uh, you, Ed, Edu should hook some me or you or somebody up with uh, information. I don't know if my prize is going to be digital or physical, but I'll, I'll give him a prize for emailing about... Um, uh, Stress. Yeah, because he was the only one. You, before. the rest of y'all suck. Edu beats you all. Um, so yeah, and, uh, I, I just think I, Supersonic <laughs> should do. If he has a mic, he should like record himself saying all these different uh, words for video games. And I want to hear him say video games and, and send that in. That's, that's why I brought up True Blue because he would always make these eight-minute-long, really pissed-off rants that made no on, sense, and I could take it spot, less right? seriously. Yeah. I could take it less seriously because every time he said video game, he'd go, video game. These video <laughs> games should be taken more serious. They're video games. <laughs> Wait, is that how he said it? Video games yes. should be taken more serious? Yeah. Oh, something That's like that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, polygonal novel. Oh, yeah. Huh. All right. Let's get off the mailbag and let's go <laughs> to the big... Uh, actually, before we do that, oh. Slunks, you've been gone for a while. Sure. Uh, what's been going on with you? And okay. you can't see the motions that I'm making with my hands, but it looks like I'm a talk show host. Awesome. What you been doing? Which one? Which what talk show host? I don't know. All I right. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, pretty much. You got I've five been, minutes. I've been non-existent. Uh, I don't. I don't want to take up that much time. Um, I've pretty much been gone for school and um, work. That work thing. Uh, when you combine those two together, and then like the <clears> 400 <throat> friends that I apparently need to babysit. Um, yeah, no time. <laughs> but where and where are you going to school now? I go to AACC, which is Anne Arundel Community College. It's the best known. Uh, it's to be the best um, community college in the in the world. Yeah, in the world. The world is my community. <laughs> Electronic world. community well, community college. Yeah. That's, That's pretty good. It's pretty good college. I mean, there's still stupid kids that run around there, but you know whatever. <laughs> there's stupid um, kids everywhere. Yeah, actually, my midterm for my CSI class, which it might sound like CSI, but it's actually uh, a computer who class. Who are yeah. you? Yeah, it's a computer who, class. Who, and uh, who? some kid cheated on his midterm, so that tells you how. Did you hit him? Uh, the teacher, like, pretty much grabbed him and threw him out. Well, you <laughs> should have hit him. Yeah. Um, because hitting's good. In regards to games I'm playing, Resident Evil 5, I made a pretty lengthy, it was like 15-minute video on Giant Bomb about... Um, the reviews, uh, kind of in retrospect, uh, about Resident Evil 5 and how uh, kind of Resident Evil 5 is the perfect game to uh, show how, how a reviewer thinks um, if they go about things objectively or subjectively um, and how they how in depth they go. Uh, I feel like that's the perfect game to um, that's kind a, of bring that out of. That's out of an interesting writers. point. Yeah. That is a very interesting point. I like that. Um, because people, uh, I, I'm assuming you say this because people are struggling with, some people are going to be struggling with the controls and they complain about that, but then other people are going to be talking about the experience and talking about right. that instead. I mean, and it's, very, it's divisive. I, mean, I pretty much uh, used two reviews for examples. It was Brad's for subjectivity and Adam Sessler's for objectivity. Uh-huh. Um, and I respect both reviews, and really I fall somewhere probably about in the middle. Mm. Um, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the reason, um, I, I think why Brad loved... Resident Evil Five a lot is because he pretty much played through it like four times, and that's where I, where I am where I am right now. I'm, I'm about mm-hmm. to beat it on my second time with mm-hmm. uh, James Jimbo, but um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> pretty much 
he he played it all that all that time and and really really enjoyed it to the point where he wanted to go back and play it even more uh just mm-hmm. to get on the unlockables whereas adam sessler pretty much played through it and probably played through it like twice or something and saw that there's a, bu- a bunch of unlockables but does that really show what a game can do nowadays um, right like as as more so as an art form and that's, that's right it's kind of like why i like adam sessler a lot i really really respect him uh, he as loves a, you too. As a face, yeah, as a face uh, of the of the industry, especially for TV. Um, you love his face. I love his face. Um, his, his little bald face. Um, <laughs> I want to rub it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I, I somehow pointed out, uh, I I kind of like dished out a pretty decent quote at the end of my video unintentionally. Video. Um, and ended on it. Um, and I have it right in front of me actually. Um. Game reviewing is essential to the realization of how games as art is growing. Maybe if we looked at things a little more objectively and not as, as subjectively, it would help that realization grow. You're a regular Picasso. Sure. And you came in just under the five-minute limit, which is impressive. So what we're going to do is... Stop. All right, we are back, and uh, we're going to try to tackle these GDC things. Um, I think, well, at least for me, uh, and I don't know about the rest of you, but for me, one of the biggest stories coming out was the on-live thing mm-hmm. that was announced, which is mm-hmm. kind of huge. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, oh, why did I open this? Oh, shit. Don't, no, 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 oh, no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Okay, uh, let's see. Here is the, uh, the, best the interlude actual, ever. The original story. Um, let me see. On live, GDC 2009. On live unveils cloud gaming service, and I'm reading this from the one up uh, version of this, but it's all over. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. So basically, it's a service that will stream video games to your uh, to your to your television or to your computer. Um, kind of regardless of hardware. Uh, what th- this is the article saying it's what's called interactive video compression, right? Like a, like uh, Netflix or something. Yeah, and here's think. what it says: essentially, on live servers will be running the game and sending a video stream through your net connection. In turn, your controller slash button inputs are sent via your net connection to on live's servers. Perlman states that OnLive will always be updating its hardware, and as long as you have a net connection, a display, and an input device, um, you can play any of its games. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find any other details. And I actually wrote a, a an editorial about this, and I posted like I posted it like five uh, different places that I post usually. <laughs> once on Giant Bomb, once on my, once on Try Games, once on Gamespot, yes. once on One Up, and then I for, I think that's it. But um, and and a lot of the feedback that I've been getting, at least on the Gamespot, <clears throat> the Gamespot blog, is uh, they're like, you know what, I uh, I don't know about this whole you know buying games st- stuff in uh, from online and then like not being able to own it, and then they were also saying like how, I, basically there's confusion ex- over exactly what this will do. So I mean, here's the deal, you don't buy anything. I mean, you buy the, hard, the the little box that you plug into, but you don't right. buy anything. 
Mm-hmm. You don't buy games. You, it's it's kind of like uh, um, you said Netflix slunks. Yeah, it's like Netflix on the Xbox interface, not like getting the you don't even get the discs. Uh, it just streams to your Xbox. Right. So there, the 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 biggest thing behind it is that there is no reliance on consumers' hardware. You don't have to have a PC. Uh, powerful enough to run the game that you want to play. You don't have to have a console to run the game. It just comes to, because you're not actually, it's not in your house. The game is not being processed in your house. It's being processed on the server in like Hawaii or Guatemala or Bermuda. <laughs> Hawaii would like, be the most worst place ever. Yeah, why, why are the most thing, remote places yeah. ever? I don't know, but it's why there. Why not New York or Los Why not Gambler? Or Colorado um, or Pennsylvania. Yeah. But it's it, you know it's it's being processed there, and all we're getting is the video stream. And the the closest analogy I can make to it is: imagine that you are using the PlayStation Portable to PS to PlayStation Three remote play to play Lair. Holy shit! I the just P- I just thought of mm-hmm. something that would be awesome if this was actually somebody else on the other side just playing the game for you, and you're talking to them on the phone, <laughs> telling them what to do. <laughs> all right, go there. Go press A. Yeah, yeah. A you ass. Yeah. Oh god, forget it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the lag right there. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it's um, the the closest par- uh, comparison I have is PSP to PS3 remote play with Lair. Um, the PSP is not processing Lair. It can't. All it's doing is taking the image that's being put out by the PS3 and putting it on your your sc- your PSP screen. The buttons that you press, they're getting sent. Ba- the the information is getting sent back to the PS3, and so. That like people are like, why is this revolutionary? Why is this different than Game Tap, or 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 any other like on-demand service? And it's like, it's because you don't have the software in-house at all. Even yeah. with Game Tap, you have to have a machine that's good enough to run what you download. So that that's where the huge difference is there. Um, it, you know, I I wrote an entire fucking post on this. So what are your guys' thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, I replied to it. So what's Pete's thoughts? Go. Um, <laughs> okay, I've been struggling with how to personally feel about this because I I want to be excited because it seems really really cool. It, it mm. as someone who is all about like uh, you know digital distribution and kind of wants a one console future, I'm like yeah this is awesome. But I do realize the uh, potential like downfalls of something like this because the way this thing's gonna work, it's gonna rely entirely on your like connection speed and stuff. Uh, um, from what I remember reading, like stat-wise, you need to you need to have a steady. Um, actually, it says it's, right here in the story, to steady a st- like a steady 1.5 megabytes per second second megabit. For, yeah, no, well, it says in the article megabytes, so I don't know yeah. what the fuck they mean. That's even. That, I think that's. I think that's wrong. But I way, hope that's, that's wrong be because then it'd be impossible. Anyway, yeah, you need well, a steady 1.5 MBs for standard, standard uh, MBPS. And a 5.0 or better for HD. Um, I heard Giant Bomb saying that uh, you need at least 10 or better for uh, like true HD, 1080p, um, and you need it to be stable. And I myself personally know that like when I just like stream like TV shows and stuff online, I'm always getting like drop connections and having trouble with the streaming and stuff. So, and I'm supposed to be on a, <laughs> according to my provider, I'm supposed to be on a 10 megabit per second connection. So. I, I mean, Your I would like, yeah, like I mean, may, maybe once like FiOS takes off, then like this could be a good good idea. But on most people's, I think on most people's like general standard connections, it's it's not going to work as well as like 
as maybe this company would want it to. Um, and you know, they were they were demoing it at GDC. Like uh, I think someone said about like how it's uh, you know, or no, no, someone made a correlation about to like when the Phantom was demoed, it was being demoed by the uh, system, you know, like ten feet away. Whereas like that's probably how they may have been demoing it at GDC. So it probably wasn't a true example of you know, uh, like everyday setup. Um, mm-hmm. Which is always the problem with trade shows is that whenever they demo uh, hardware stuff, it's it's never a true sense of like you know real world situations. Um, but it's still a awesome idea to be able to just stream games and like certain games I could definitely want to do this for like maybe like uh, like single player RPGs or yeah like um, turn based games or something. Yeah, as well. Um, for stuff like shooters and racers and stuff, anything that's going to require fast action. Oh, that's the other thing is that your controller input is not going like is not going to be direct because it has to go over the line back to mm-hmm. wherever this the server is and then come back to you because they're just streaming video to you of the game. So it's basically like as if it's basically as if I was playing a if I had my computer like I was playing a game on my computer, but I was like had it like going through, like, S-Video to my TV like, and yeah. how there's, like, latency there. Either that or it's like you're running, like, virtual PC or something and you're playing it over... Like, you're playing on your computer but you're at your office, like, logging in through virtual PC and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. like, controller latency is going to be, like, a major issue. Um, and they're... The the guy who... Uh, Steve Perlman is, like, claiming, you know, they have these proprietary algorithms that's going to completely make it not an issue and it's, it's going to be, uh, like... I guess barely noticeable or something, or not noticeable at all. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, for anything that requires like instant responses, I don't. Th- I think I, I think I'd still want to stick to my uh, traditional consoles. But I am ho- like hopeful that this will eventually lead to a one console future. I'm on the Diac fan- Diac. Uh, you know, two humans. So- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Three out of five. Um, it's really funny. I was at a friend's house, I think, sometime last year, and he had Guitar Hero 3 on PlayStation 3. PlayStation 2, I'm sorry. And uh, he had gotten uh, a wireless controller, the, the wireless one that, that has a detachable neck right. for, the, for the PS2, and he also had the original one, uh, the wired one. So we were playing co-op, and I was lagging for some reason. And so I went back and I calibrated it, and then he was lagging, or, or was, was off. And not that this is like the norm, but we we thought it was because the controller was wireless and it was a bad controller. Hmm. And so even though we were in the same room as the receiver, like the wired controller was doing fine and the wireless controller was lagging. And so everything that wh- whoever had the wireless controller was like basically the catalyst for like screwing the whole thing up. Right. Oh. It was in the same room. Again, it's not like that's the norm, but that's an example of what could happen. Um, you know what, Slunks? Actually, uh, let me read your response. Uh, you know what? Uh, you I can, can I can link you, it. You can read his response on my giant bum blog somewhere on the internet. Uh, ah, so you don't want to read it? I see how it is. I'm right here. Oh, I have another comment on here. Um, Slunk said, "I believe that we're just simply not there yet, technologically and culturally." 
We need to fix the issues that we currently have with hardware failure and not a lot of time to pass with the standard consumer to catch up with the times. I guess anyone could argue that this would make things less complicated, but that's not the angle in which I'm, from which I'm approaching. It's more an issue of a stability, ease, and distribution. This isn't a simple third-party software that's available on all three major consoles. Very good point. It's something separate from what I understand, something that could replace everything else. Keep in mind that I've only done some skimming and simple research, and OnLive does seem rather far off, but I think people are settled with their investment in, investments in consoles and are happy with features. I like the age we're in. It, it feels golden, truth be told, and not in a good way. On live would perhaps alienate the characteristics of the industry, and I don't think it would see much support from the major companies. The latency would be the biggest issue of all, though, and I think the workaround would be a major hassle. If I remember, Heinrich Kurtz pretty much invented wireless transmissions. To think what else is possible to pin down that latency issue and make transmissions even faster, I think it's a matter of time for technology and nothing else. And uh, you know, what? I, I'm pretty much of the similar vein. Right. Um, like I. I and the funny thing is, is that somebody mentioned that uh, it should. Somebody asked the question: Is this going to be put out worldwide? And looking at a country like Japan, it has speeds of up to sixty-three megabits per second. Sixty-three. Mm-hmm. Here we're talking about like ten. At not at most, but ten is like pretty high up there. And then uh, we're not talking about FiOS yet because that's probably faster. But still, like Japan is nor the norm is sixty-three. But this isn't going to be outside of the U.S. so far, it doesn't seem. So it's like that's another thing is like, it, it, again, it's it's the technology. Um, somebody in my in my blog linked to this article on Eurogamer.net that says why OnLive can't possibly work. I heard about that, and really, I, I haven't read the article, but coming from Eurogamer, I, I, I don't intend to, to be honest, but oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he, the, the writer talks uh, about mostly about the technical questions, like the hardware um, talking about how like how much the server is going to have to pump out to run, to run a game, and then you multiply that by everybody who's connecting to that server or those servers. It's like you you take um I don't know you take something that can run Crisis okay, mm-hmm. and then you multiply it by like a million. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh you know Final Fantasy Spirits within ish. Yeah. yeah, and then you then you then you host the server farm in like Antarctica because that's the only place cold enough to hold it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that. Like that in and of itself is like, how are they going to handle that? Um, and then he talks about video encoding because, as we know, it's just a video stream. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. Like, even when I hit rewind uh, on my on-demand movies, like it, it takes it takes a second for the rewind to actually to actually go. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it, so, you press it, and then it kind of still plays a bit, and then it rewinds or fast forwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the other thing that I mentioned uh, that I want to get you guys' opinion on, uh, you guys' opinions <laughs> you guys. on, you guys' opinions, <laughs> that I want to get you guys' opinion on um, with regard to this is I, I, I put in a paragraph about the culture, um, and it's something that Ethan and Pete, and I have like debated about because of you know the whole digital distribution versus having a box copy, with Pete and Ethan being on the side of like well, digital distribution. There's really no downside to having it over a box copy. It saves space. It's 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 you know you can re-download whatever the arguments may be. And the one of the key points coming out of that, at least from Ethan, was that having a copy in your hand is mostly a cultural thing. It's it's where we come from, and so we're used to it. Mm-hmm. Not because it's necessarily better, but it's just because that's what our culture is. And so what I put in there is, are we really ready to change our culture from something that we, we have a box in our house, 
and regardless of whether or not the software on it is on a disc or is digitally in the hard drive, it is ours. Not okay. Ignoring the whole like, oh, you bought a license to use it, you didn't actually buy the game. Let's forget about that for a second. Mm-hmm. It is in our possession. We can take the hard drive out of the PS3 and say, this is where my game is. We can take a game off the shelf and say, this is my game. Whereas this is completely like, this is my bus pass to access on live games. Mm-hmm. And even with GameTap, you can say, I have it on my hard drive. But this, you don't have anything except this little, it's like a, it's a cable modem. It's, it's, on, it's basically on-demand TV, but is the gaming culture ready to go where television-watching culture has gone? And, and usually, it's, I think it's because television is more like, it, it goes by faster. Whenever I think of like all the games that I have, I always forget about my arcade games. I always forget about the games that I own on Steam and such. Because it's just sitting there, right? Yeah, yep. it's just kind it's of like... around, and I know that I own it, but I always forget to mention it. I was going to say, like... I was thinking in my head, like, maybe they could mail you the box, but then no, they wouldn't send you anything in the box. They could put the yeah. air of the game in the box and send it the to you. The air, the <laughs> air. They just, they put the box behind the 360 for a bit, let, yeah. it, let the air get in, send it to you. Um, it, it's, it, I, I hope that this idea, regardless of whether or not it fails now, I hope it, it they, they continue to try it, though, because it does yeah. sound... Cool. I just like I my whole thing that I, that I've always pissed people off with, like on the podcast. I've always been like, I would like the option to da 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 da. And this is simply another option for people to get into games that they otherwise couldn't get. And I'm all for that. I'm all for the person who can't play Crisis because his PC sucks, but then all he has to do is buy a hundred dollar on live modem and he can play it. Mm-hmm. If that works, that's awesome for that person. And I wish that that person gets the opportunity because he, you know, if he wants to play it, he should get to play it without without yeah. spending a thousand dollars. Here's the thing: is that I really, in a way, I mean, scared isn't the best word, but in a way, I'm kind of scared that if it did come out and the idea of it replacing consoles, I wouldn't mind it running alongside. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Like, if it eventually replaced, I mean, I I tipped on about, like, alienating characteristics of the industry. I personally love my 360 because I have things like achievements and the Xbox, Xbox Live and Xbox Live Arcade and a massive friends list with, you know, people... You know, always we're always sending uh, messages to each other, and I feel like with on live that would kind of just, you know, that would all just disintegrate yeah. into nothingness. And that's why I'm all about it as an option if it works. Here's here's one thought that I had: is does anybody remember Live Anywhere from a couple of E3s ago where Microsoft was like, "We're gonna have you could play Project Gotham on your Xbox 360, <laughs> and then when you're on the bus and you have your mobile Windows enabled Palm device." You can edit your decals on the car on the bus and then upload them to your account. It's live anywhere. Does anybody remember that? I don't really I remember live remember anywhere. That. I remember I heard about it. I was like, that's bullshit and just yeah. moved on with my life. The, what, I'm, what, what kind of intrigued me about this is, is, the, is the promise of in some weird ass like 20 years down the line in the future when we like go to work through tubes and stuff and <laughs> and we have like teleporters and, and, and shit like that and prosthetic penises like th- they already have prosthetic oh wait never mind <laughs> <laughs> I like do. The, the, ooh, the 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 prospect of having an iPhone like device and I use that because of how ubiquitous it is not because I actually favor the iPhone over anything else but an iPhone-like device or a BlackBerry-like device or just something that you hold in your palm, okay, that has a wireless connection 
that has the on-live software or whatever embedded into it, okay? And it has the necessary inputs for video game playing somehow, some way. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm just saying let's imagine, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have an account on OnLive. You have this mobile device. You have your laptop. You have your big screen TV at home or your PC. At any given point in time, as long as there is a steady internet connection, and remember, this is 20 years down the line when internet connection wireless is actually really, really fast. Hypothetically. Let's hope. And you can have Crisis 27 running on your handheld device (laughs) on the bus. Oh, God, my brain. <laughs> Crisis but, but like, twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might have... as well be walking around. <laughs> yeah, in it. yeah. It's better but than you, real life. You, you know. It's virtual. But you have you have it on the and you're playing it. You're playing Crisis on the bus in your little iPhone like device just because you can because the online service is is taking care of all that heavy lifting. All it's giving to you is that video feed, and then you save the game when you get off the bus. Okay, you go to work on your work PC, which like you know is is a piece of shit because it's an office and they don't need to give you anything powerful. Okay, you you then on your lunch break boot up your OnLive account on your work PC and you can still play it. And then you play it on the way back home on the bus on your iPhone, and then save it again, get back home, and then continue from home. Like, this is what I was hoping that Live Anywhere would evolve into. And just, like, you know, the prospect of these guys getting that technology together, if it can work, like, there's that possibility. Is it going to happen? I don't think so, but it'd be fucking cool if it did. It would be. But, so that, yeah, I just, it feels like everything that you just said feels like it could happen but it's so far off yeah like at least five to ten years off maybe well, even 2000 on live is doing a beta this summer and planning on releasing this fall or winter okay mm-hmm. so the, the details on that beta do, do you get the hardware with it or is it just like software or what like what uh, do they send something to you or what they didn't they really detail what too. what it is i think it's just a pc beta which just doesn't need oh, any okay. hardware i right. don't think it's uh like they're not a releasing the boxes out for beta right i gotcha uh, we we have not heard Al's thoughts on this. So, so, um, I don't know, I'm just conflicted about it. That's all. Uh, I think everybody's on the fence. Yeah. I'm I'm not ready for something like this. It's it's, it's, I'm it's not too. Ready. It's too mind blowing. I I don't think. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they'll get the kinks out of it. But I mean, I, my question is: Are they running this on like UDP or TCP? Where if you lose a packet of your control. Is it gone to <laughs> completely not have that control and then have to press your control again to send that's the UDB true. packet again? Oh, or is it TCP that's a good Where point. they keep sending it so then you have a shitty connection and then you actually... Either way, you're going to experience some kind of lag because either your transmission isn't going to go through or right. your transmission is going to keep trying until it gets through. Right, so that that's a networking angle of it. Who, when you, when, who's this being developed by? Uh, there, it, Sorry one to of the, interrupt you. There's an there was an IDOS uh, executive and also someone who the guy who started Web TV back in the day, which was also something that was ahead of its time and was an awesome idea. But like, just the same guys who did Sega Channel because that damn thing was awesome and ahead of yeah. its time. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Um, but Al, when you say that um, you're not ready for it, do you mean like like are you talking about from the culture perspective or the technology perspective? Are you talking about from both perspectives? Or is there something else that like that that's holding you back? I'm just curious as to what your thought process is on this one. I'm primarily on the culture perspective, but okay. there's a lot of technology that I am slightly familiar with that I have you know yeah. doubts about, and I don't know. I, I just don't trust a 
playing a game and all I get is its video transmission. But then when I think about that, I think about Quake Live. I don't know if Quake Live is the similar type of technology. I'm pretty sure it is. That's what I wanted to ask because at first I thought it was completely streaming. Uh, then you have a plugin, and then it has like. Then I saw that it had not only has minimum system requirements, but it also like. And and when I say minimum system requirements, I don't mean like, uh, like like peanuts. It's like it's like if you had like a seven year old computer, you might. Uh, I could be wrong, but it it had pretty surprisingly hefty requirements for what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw that it's not. Uh, it's Windows compatible, which. Which to me, I'm like, but wait a second, isn't it using the browser as a platform? Right. I think it could as just be because to... the the plugin that's necessary is only available uh, for Windows. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they're developing like I, I would have to assume that if Quake Live was available on a streaming basis to TVs, it would be universal. Right. And but that's I'm, my qu- yeah. yeah. Go ahead. That's your question. It, is it a, a video compression yeah. streaming service, or is it is it processing on the client? End? Right. Yeah, is it like streaming video to you, or is it streaming the content to you, but you're still processing it on your end in right. your browser? See that? Like, I, is it giving I, you little bits? I don't know. I just don't know, Peter. You know. So um, yeah, that that that's my question. If Quake Live is a small example of what On Live can do, uh, I'm, they both have the word "live" in it, so they're then, the same thing. Yeah, why not? I mean, everything live these days. Uh, that was my next question. Why does everything have to have live? In live, because it's live. Xbox Live, Quake Live, it's, it's on live. Everything live. is live because it's not dead. It's not dead. Yeah, yeah. My mama One said these was my magic shows. That's all I gotta say. Um, you know, there. Well, yeah. well, I I hope that it does develop a little further, but I kind of like my uh, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft triangle at the moment. I'm really excited the, to see the this Trinity. thing like demoed and stuff, though. Like, like if, really demoed, not just on stage in a video. Yeah, just like I really want to see what its capabilities of, and not like this is the stream from a hundred feet away. No, I want to see it like this is the stream at least halfway across the nation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I have another uh, thing to say about this. <laughs> um, this would lead into I don't know if we're gonna bother talking about Michael Pachter. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well then I'll start talking about it um, I think it's another article just mention from, what he said Yeah there's another article in one up Where he says that He thinks this is the last generation of consoles And he thinks that There will be no more blah 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 No more consoles and everything will be like You know digital distribution and whatnot. But then You gotta think about the Wii and how The interaction with the game is the difference Do you think that Something like OnLive is going to accommodate for different ways of interacting and then have to force that on the consumers so that they have to buy peripherals for specific games that they want to play along with their subscription. Does that seem like a, a, a good structure, you know, like a, a business strategy? Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm asking if you, you guys think so. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to ponder. I, that's, mm-hmm. and this, this goes back into the whole, uh, one console slash platform future, um, and let let's be clear again that we're talking about a platform, not about one like console. It's a platform, and it's like I think Ethan put it best in that like there's always going to be somebody who comes along and says, 
well, we got to change the way this is done because it's going to either, you know, for whatever reasons, be it, be it they think that they can do it or because they just want to make money, whatever, it doesn't matter. Someone, some genius or lunatic is going to come along and innovate somehow on the standard and they're going to take it for their own. And just because of the way that, you know, kind of the, our, our market works is that, I mean, fail or, or succeed, there's going to be someone who, you know, who's going to kind of step out and be the outlier. Because, I don't know, once you get into that funk and then you get complacent and whatever, and like you said, it's, it's, there, there's, there's are things to be done, like you yeah. said with the Wii. Like, you, mm-hmm. you could be like, okay, we're going to have like an MP3 player that has, that, that's a single platform, but then, you know, oh shit, we're going to add this touchscreen to it. That, that's not the best parallel, actually. Let me take that back. But, uh, you know what? I, I'm just going to say, Al, what you said. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just thought of a way in my head, a little bit, I think in my head, by the way. I thought of a way in my head. Uh, in your head? Yeah. Maybe a way that things could work is that, I mean, clear as day, economy sucks and shit. Yeah, and I think that's what hurts me thinking that they're gonna have these really, really, really powerful servers to pretty much send the transmission that fast. And I feel like if if there were, if it were to alienate consoles, that all three companies like Microsoft and stuff could stop manufacturing their consoles, save money off of that, and just invest into this. Mm, mm-hmm. um, right. But uh, that, I, I mean yeah. that, that it's. It, then I also, I mean, I have to contradict myself and say it's just not going to happen because there's no way they're going to give up their history of making up consoles, right? To to just suddenly put into this on live thing. I mean, sure they can still distribute games, and that's fine for like third party and and first party teams. But where does Microsoft lie in this? Then they're just sitting back and like investing, right? Their profits, and that's all they're doing. Uh. Pete has some closing comments. Pete, after you make your comments, I also want you to 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 tell us a little bit about what David Perry had to say about this. But go go with your closing comments first. Oh, okay. Those, those were going to be part of my closing comments. But oh, okay. I just want to clear up a few things. Um, because I think you mentioned that uh, there's. I think you said earlier about something about not buying games or something that it's just a service. But from what I've gathered so far is that it's going to be a like rental or purchase service where you can rent the games or you can actually buy them on your on live thing and then I guess it's kind of like Steam where you have them for as long as that service is around and exists um, right also, but it's not it's not going to have storage so where is it going to go it stores it all on the server side that's like, what I'm saying that's what I'm saying that you, don't, you don't have it though well the yeah server has it, but like you, you don't you don't download something but um, I guess in that way it's sort of like uh, well no because GameTap you didn't buy anything it but just kind of allows way, you to play it yeah, I mean, it's the same way as like just buying a license license to play a game, but um, you, that there, it's supposed to have a rental and a purchase model. I just wanted to make sure that people were clear about that. And also, you know, I just wanted to say that we, we are all kind of worried. It seems like the major concern about everybody is, you know, like the connect- connectivity issue yeah. and latency and stuff. And they are claiming to have proprietary logarithms, whatever the hell that means. Um, <laughs> everybody that always has work. a proprietary something. Everybody always has a proprietary something. Yeah, but I mean, it's just one of those things like we're, we're all basing our assumptions on what we know of you know, streaming stuff now and until this thing is actually out there and demoed and goes through its beta phase where like people can actually get their hands on it. No one will really know for sure. So I'm still optimistic that, you know, maybe they have figured something out that it will work th- with current connection speeds. But yeah, I'm, I'm just remaining hopefully optimistic. Um, 
And then uh, the, the, just the funny thing about what Pactor said about this as the last console generation, I just think it's funny because I'm pretty sure he uh, mentioned that before even On Live was announced. And yeah, I know he Pact- did. Pact- oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying he did. You're right. So go yeah. ahead. Pactor's not always right, but he is the most widely publicized analyst that talks about video games, and there's probably yeah, a reason know. for that. So, um, and then, there, you know, it's just all part of the whole, like, that's kind of what a lot of people are jumping on the, you know, like, getting past hardware cycles um, and stuff. Like I said, Dayak has been talking about that for a while, and I kind of agree with him. And I just, I don't know. I hope this works, but uh, I, I myself, too, would hate to kind of see Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, like, kind of go away or something. I hope that, like, whatever the future brings out of this on-live stuff, like, that they're still around. Okay, so, and as far as David Perry goes, um, he pretty much had to come out and say, oh, yeah, we're doing that kind of thing, too, as that, those <laughs> on-live people. Um, he said he was waiting to E3 to make the announcement that he's got a similar service being planned, um, but that the on-live announcement kind of forced his hand, so he announced it at GDC. He didn't really give much details on it, but that it would pretty much be a similar service, and that as a post, I think as a post to online, on live, I think it's going to require some sort of like small download. Or yeah, something, like a token, but, token like couple megabit package or something like that. Yeah, and he's saying that they came up with a way where you don't need to download anything, and that they also have these, you know, this proprietary, their own proprietary algorithm that'll get rid of the whole latency. Algorithm. So yeah, uh, Perry just is like, hey, we're doing that too. Yeah. Um, oh, I just want to say, yeah, ba- band name, proprietary band... algorithm. Oh, I do keep saying a logarithm. You're right; it is algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying logarithm. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So there is that whole on life thing, and yeah. I had something at the tip of my tongue that I was going to say, but I've got it. Um, there's uh this didn't come out of GDC, but um. Just a little quick blurb here. Sony discusses its approach to downloadable PSP games in 2009. Um, and here's what they said. In the back half of this year, we should see a good rise in the amount of content that comes to PSN for the PSP. We're aware that most of the content thus far has been for the PlayStation 3, and that's based on the usage model and who has been demanding that content. But as we continue, and there's more of a desire from the, cons- for the, from the consumer for PSP content, we're going to really increase the size and amount of content that's available, which really just means that we're going to put more for PSP, which doesn't explain anything about this fabled PSP2 or anything like that. I think that they're just kind of saying that they won't be releasing many UMD games. Right. Oh, here we go. Here, here, here's some more. Asked why it's the second half of the year that we'll begin to see the changes. Color explained that there are hurdles to contend with, particularly on the legal side. Huh. Mm. I don't know what that means. They don't Mm. really specify it here. Um... But yeah, I mean, has any you Al seem to be using a lot of downloadable stuff for the PSP? Um, like, do you connect it to your PC and go to the so- go to the PlayStation Store, Can't or can you anymore? You have huh? to the the new um, firmware, the latest PSP. Uh, what's the fucking thing? Firmware. That's what the word I was looking for. Um, enables PSN on the PSP itself because they phased out the PSN service on PCs. So, so you directly so access yeah. the system and you download the software okay. directly to your PSP. Okay, I thought I thought that they had finally gotten onto that bandwidth. I wasn't sure. I just mm-hmm. want to make sure. Okay, okay. So there's so so you go on with your PSP and it filters out all the PSP content for you on the on the Sony store online. Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I've never used it, so I just don't know. 
Yeah, um, I'm pretty. I used it a couple of days ago. I actually downloaded a game, um, downloaded Resistance Retribution demo, and it didn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? What happened? I don't know. It just said this game cannot be run. Um, this uh, game cannot be run. This game is too good to be on the PSP. This game is too good to be on the PSP. Warning, <laughs> warning. <laughs> warning, warning. Um, yeah, so they really. I thought there was going to be more to kind of discuss on this one, but that's, we're going to do more. Uh, um, there's there's another article on um the big three on three big game designers talking about how they you know go about developing games, but it, it's kind of dense. I'll try to read through it, but uh, let's move on to something that's more that's kind of more um more doable for now. That Stardock is, uh, I I don't want to say new because it's kind of eh, but they're taking a quote new approach to DRM, which is the same thing, but um it's uh the the gist of it is basically like kind of like duh it's like we're going to tie your game download your game download records to an email address to your account so that no matter where you are as long as you you know access it through your account you can download the game and run it which is like again duh but um hmm. let's see let's see Called Go- Game Object Obfuscation or GOO, the new technology attaches a game. God damn it! <laughs> a game to a user rather than a particular piece of hardware. It accomplishes this by asking for the game's serial number as well as their email address. Once that's done, the system never needs to connect to the internet again. Um, okay, great. But then, does it say anything about portability? Um, and this is to make it more user friendly, right? Not to like yeah. make it. Right, yeah. Goo lets the developer have a single game build that can be distributed everywhere while letting gamers potentially be able to re-download their game later from any digital service. Plus, it finally makes makes possible a way for gamers and publishers to transfer game licenses to players in a secure and reliable fashion. So it looks like they're saying not only through... not only through impulse, but also through any service. This is not a service level... um, Technology. It's a software level technology, so it's in the game itself. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying that impulse will track this. It's saying the game will track this. Um, hmm. And okay. it's kind of like it's kind of like well, it's about time, you know, because even iTunes, I go on and it's like if I wipe my hard drive, I can't go back and rebuy, re-download the songs. I have to rebuy them. I heard. How come? This is this is how the. I think this is how iTunes used to work. They might have changed it, but it's because your music wasn't tied to your email account. Oh, it was tied to your iTunes. Yeah, it's it's tied to your yeah. With Zoom, it is. See, so haha. But nobody <laughs> buys Zoom, but they should anyway. Uh, mingle about the discuss di- discuss amongst yourself this topic while I read the other one. How do we do that? Just talk. Oh, no, 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 no. Read the other yourself, one to, huh? to myself. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. exactly. But yeah, talk. <laughs> Goo reminds me of. Uh... Uh, World of Goo. And I thought that. That's what I thought of too. <laughs> Let's talk about World yeah. of Goo. Yeah, I, um, I'm stuck it. on chapter two. I haven't uh, played it in a while. I'm played it. I've I've only finished chapter two. I got to get back to it, but I've been playing other stuff. So he yeah. beat out Braden, best indie game at the Spike TV Awards awards, which doesn't. This matter. This is not anything. that topic. Huh? This is not the topic. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. You talk about the topic. topic. I think that they were like, "What we need? We want our acronym to be Goo. So let's come up with three words that make Goo, and that'll be our DRM protection." Yep. 
I bet you they came up with the acronym before they came up with Game Object Obfuscation. <laughs> on a more serious <laughs> I don't think this would, like, prevent... I mean, really, nothing prevents piracy, to be honest, but there's always, there's just always a way. Um, although OnLive does, does spark a pretty interesting <laughs> thought about piracy. Yeah, Dyak says this model is attractive because it eliminates piracy 100% since the yeah. consumer does not have anything to copy and needs only to log into the cloud to interact. I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, developers would get more money for it and places like GameStop would stop selling their goddamn used games that don't give, you know, any credit to the to the developer. Um, <laughs> I love my job. Um, <laughs> um but I was going to point out that this probably wouldn't prevent something that happened to me, which was kind of more so just a glitch or something that happened, which is I made a pretty nasty post on my on my blog. It was like the first time I ever used my blog to truly rant. Uh, I bought the Battlefield 2142 expansion because I definitely dig the game. Um, and I bought it on my EA account, but I needed to tie my Battlefield 2142 account that I used to play on with my EA store account. Uh, which it didn't tell me I needed to do that, and eventually over like three hours I, I did, and then because I combined those accounts, the account that I bought it on was now combined with something, so it was different. It was like a different account, and it wouldn't let me play the game. Dude, you have just tangled a web. I, I, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's so confusing, and that's why it took about seven hours to even realize what was happening. Fantastic. But pretty much oh, two, two accounts purchased on one, combine those accounts because I needed to, but because that combination is now a different account, it's like not registering that I bought the game because it's a different account. As as I, I, as I read this, oh, Pete, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, I totally wasn't listening to what Slunks was just saying, but um, <laughs> I heard something about not being able to do stuff again. And anyway, I saw in the story it says that it ties it to people's email addresses, which does kind of suck because depending on your, what, like, most people end up changing email addresses at some point. Yeah. And yeah. that could really suck. Cause like, that's kind of what happened with uh, me with steam um, is that when you first signed up for steam, when it first started, it required an email address. Uh, and I think it like that, that email address was your username. Hmm. Um, so then I stopped using that email address and then my steam username was still that email address. And yeah. You could change, you could change your, uh, your user, your, you could change the email addresses that they would send stuff to that was associated with your account, but you couldn't change your username, and that pissed me off. So I created a new username, and since they started letting actual usernames, and then I had to rebuy shit on Steam. So tying stuff to email addresses is stupid. Yeah, like, it's well, a stupid. It's not a stupid <laughs> idea. It's just a stupid. As, if well, they yeah. allow the option just to change the email address, then yeah, I, I mean, mean as long as it kills the last security issue. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be a security issue. Yeah, because, I mean it would be. You could probably people could hack into and just right. like change people's email addresses and oh look, I own it now. <laughs> Here's the other thing: as <laughs> I read as I read this, I and, and there, there has to be something that they're not telling us, which is fine because you know they don't want to give away their trade secret. But it, it it's like I'm looking at this and it feels no little, if any, di- if, if at all, different from like. That was a really poorly constructed sentence. It feels no, it feels no different than something like um, that. That software that you usually download from independent coders that, like, you know, that, that you buy software from. They ask for your name and your and and like your email address or something like. Or they ask for your name, and then based on your name and an algorithm, they come up with a unique serial number for you to put in. Okay, so I could still theor- like if that's the case, um, I could still theoretically say, all right, I'm going to buy. 
World in Conflict 8 or something. I don't know. Okay? And I'm going to enter in my Crisis email address. And my, yes. And my um, serial number. Okay? And it's going to generate whatever it needs to generate for me. Okay? Then I can use it wherever I want to go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell Al, use this email address. And here's a serial number. And you can get the game for yourself. And because it never has to connect to the internet again, it can't check that there are two simultaneous copies running. True, right? now, I think I think that only your copy of the game doesn't have to connect to the internet again. But if you re-download it, you probably have to re-download ah, it. Ah, okay. That does make sense. Okay, all right. But then still, like, you couldn't tell, like, if I want to play single player and you want to play single player in your house and my house and you already downloaded it and I already downloaded it, it, it we could do that. I'm wondering if... <sighs> There's a checksum, a different checksum because of your hard drive and there in, in my hard drive, say. Technology. Mm. Um, let's uh, let let's try to. I don't know. I, I wanted to read comments from this developer thing. I don't know if anybody has anything to say. I just thought some of what they were saying were interesting. So at GDC, the, there was a di- discussion, a panel between uh three of the guys in charge of one at, one one from Killer Seven, one from Fallout Three, and one from from Eco. And uh, the people were uh, Goichi Suda, Suda51, um, Fumito Ueda, who was responsible for Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, and Emil Pagliarulo, who was the lead designer for Fallout 3. Um, just this one, uh, one comment here, since we all know from uh, No More Heroes that the bathroom plays a big role in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Suda says that he works in a similar way to, uh, to Pagliarulo. He looks at TV, films, and other games, asks himself how to achieve his goals, and then starts to accumulate ideas and begin the process of making a game. He jokingly emphasized the importance of being alone. Like when he goes to the bathroom, that's when his ideas come forth. <laughs> For Ueda, his team usually gets the graphics. On. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was something that I saw here that, that's, that's kind of interesting that I see from a developer standpoint and, uh, that I could kind of – you could kind of make a parallel to like a, 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 a reviewer standpoint, and I'll explain it in a second. He says, one big thing shared between the three designers and certainly something familiar to anyone who's worked on creative projects is the feeling that after a while they can't tell if their game is fun anymore. Mm, Ueda yeah. said that he'd often joined focus testing sessions, standing right behind players to try and see the game through their eyes as if it's his first experience. Pagliarulo added that he certainly has trouble playing Fallout 3 at home, but he welcomes chances to see a co-worker's design document for something he hasn't seen before to keep things fresh. And the reason why I brought up the reviewers thing is that because, like, um, when you're reviewing something on a deadline and, like, you just marathon that shit, like, you could, you could still enjoy it, but then when it comes time to, like, say, you know what, let me buy this game and I'm gonna play it on my own, like... For me personally, okay, like I, I just went through like a seven day marathon of Suicoden, to your Chris on DS, okay. Liked the mm. game a lot. Uh, I gave it a seven point five, but I, you know, the, it's still a good game. Um, and I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking buy this as soon as I return the copy because I want to own it. But then I think about like, oh, I, you know, I blazed through that, and I'm kind of tired from it and of it. So mm. I don't really think I'm gonna want to play it at this point. And that doesn't make it a bad game. That doesn't say anything about the quality. It's just the the fact that you've gone through it at such a high, fast pace and with so much stress. Like, am I going to make the deadline? How do I get to this place? Because I'm, tra- you know what I mean. It, it kind of ruins that um, that romantic aspect of this is a fun thing. This is something I do for enjoyment because now it's a job. And Al actually has a very similar experience. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's going to be through testing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, I have a similar you... experience. But yeah, go ahead, Al. Ah. <laughs> 
when your job is to uh, play a game, you know, not even like de- develop. Of course, developing and playing is still going hand in hand, and reviewing and playing is going hand in hand. But I think that it's a lot more intensive when you're thinking about testing because your job is to actually play the game straight through or play the same level for eight hours a day over a course of maybe a two three month period maybe even longer if you know it's a bigger game or whatnot and then say you get to the point where it's like uh you know i'm elected to do playthroughs on this game so basically you're playing through the entire game an eight hour stretch every day right um or playing through half the game if it's too long and then somebody else comes and joins in or whatever um it really takes away from the fun factor of the game once it's done and they give you your copy of the game because, you know, when you've tested the game, they actually, I think it's almost like a slap in the face sometimes. <laughs> they give you the game for free, like either as soon as it comes out or shortly after it comes out or maybe just before it comes out, depending on whatever. And, you know, out of all the games I tested, I think I only still have, what, one or two of the games that I tested because uh, like, yeah, that's too. all you cared about at this point, right? No, no. I've cared for for more than that. It's just that I didn't want to have them. I would oh. much rather take, uh, you know, back in 2004, there was an FYE that was by um, the job that was taking games full price. So we would take the games back there and return them full price. Because they were wrapped, right? Shirt yeah, wrapped? because yeah. they're brand new. And wow. we would return them and get games we wanted instead. <laughs> so right. it all worked yeah, and if that didn't work out, then we'd go to GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> Slunks, I believe you had a similar uh, experience, like, reviewing for... Yeah, I mean, I want to take a different approach. Um, I mean, yeah, I've had a bunch of games that I've played, and um, mainly I could point out the good and the bads. Like, the good would be Lost Odyssey. I I, I got the game Wednesday and, and had the review up on Saturday. Uh, Shit. And that was a 50-hour game. I think that I was about, a marathon. I think I Damn. got about three hours of sleep each night. Um, you know, um, See, I can't do that. I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, that's a game that I that's that I have a giant-ass Kime Lost Odyssey boner uh, poster in my room that's nicely framed. That's probably about the size of, like, half of a doorway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great way of measurement, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> five doorways. But no, I was going to say, I take a different approach as, as in um, when I write a lot, I kind of get in this zone where either um, I can't tell if my review is, is needs to be fixed up or not. Right, um, yeah. And I then mean, you go you back could, and read it like the next week. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of need to separate yourself from it. And that's actually something I, I've learned in a lot of my uh, English class is that when you're writing something, you know, the best treatment for bad writing is just time it's just time away from whatever you're writing so you can kind of come back and and um have a different opinion or look or approach to whatever you uh, wrote but um you know it's it's something that i think what what the developers are saying all right i mean it can apply to anything really writing and and like baseball players who you know um i don't know i think that can apply to anything I can apply to anything I put my mind to. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was just sharing with Petey what we're actually talking about since he seems to be asleep. Out of the loop. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I'm confused. Um, but uh, Well, it's like pretty if I don't start listening right away, it all just washes over me. Developers pretty much but it's afternoon. work on their shit so much that they can't tell if what they're making on uh, what they're making is good or not. 
or fun. Oh, yeah. 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 And so that's I apl- true. Yeah, so I applied that to pretty much with writing, which is if you write a lot, you kind of can't tell if your stuff's good or not. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. You can apply that um, anything. Move on. Go. Noby Noby Boy coming to iPhone. Oh, yeah. Also, Mega Man 2. Just to break that up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. To iPhone? Yeah. Wow. Because it, it's uh, and I bring this up because like for the longest time I you know I look at this and I'm like eh, iPhone as a gaming platform it's like it's <laughs> it's as much a platform as any other cell phone it's just prettier and I'm like whatever I look at the games on it and I'm like all right uh, this monkey ball doesn't really work that well so whatever oh I can play blackjack on it. ooh ooh and then I kind of see validation from like Ryan Davis and Gersman and John Bomb they're like it's not a gaming platform then, and then Nobi Nobi Boy comes out and <laughs> Mega Man two and it's like not that Nobi Nobi necessarily is like a games game. And, and like these these guys sitting on the carrot, they have chins that look like testicles, kind of like Peter Griffin. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, the, mm-hmm. it's a huge cleft in their chin. It looks like balls. But um, yeah, maybe they're like boys are. Are game. They're ballchinians. Ballchinians. But it, it's it, yeah, it's yeah. But the fact that a a um, you know, someone that's developing for a console decides to put that. And I'm assuming it's going to be a, a faithful translation and not like a iPhone version, kind of like Spore was the iPhone version of Spore, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually going to be no be no And you could do that with a multi-touch. They stretch them out. Um, the fact that it is actually becoming something that's, you know, more viable than just, uh, like, uh, Rolando or something, right. which is basically the iPhone's version of LocoRoco. Does any, do any of you guys have an iPhone? Mm-mm. What's an iPhone? We're all, we're all backwards. We're all bass backwards. Yep. Um, not up with the but, times. We're not hip. We're not young. But see what I what I also find interesting about this is how they're how they're going to connect this to to everyone else because um, you have how many users on the PlayStation Network? Okay, playing Noby Noby Boy and and correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, but like everybody contributes to girl, right? Yes. Everybody contributes to girl. So the longer your boy becomes. Like that at yes yes there is there's innuendo the but you know the longer you end up stretching Nobi Nobi boy, um, girl ends up stretching longer and she's the representation of how far you've been reaching from Earth and the galaxy. So like correct. So uh, this is for anyone out there who doesn't know how Nobi Nobi boy works. Like everybody's Nobi contributes to this one kind of cloud that contributes to girl. So. If I play Nobi Nobi Boy and Pete plays it and Al plays it and Slunks plays it, all of our progress together contrib- contributes to this one girl that's out there on the PlayStation Network. And girl grows, and the longer she grows, she's actually reached the moon, and the next thing for her to do is reach Mars, which provides more for our Nobi Nobi Boys to play on. And so if you add, if you just add the user base of iPhones there and have them contributing to the same girl... And everything just becomes ubiquitous. I'm just, I'm just really interested in that kind of social experiment. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't really have much to say about it. It's the on live before on live. <gasps> dun dun dun! No, be no, be boy. No, no, be, no, no. What are you saying, Al? That last, the last two sentences say it all. The uh, current rate of growth on the oh, PS7 yeah. will take 820 years to reach the other side of the galaxy. But he hopes with the iPhone they'll be able to cut the time down to 400 years. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Shit. Nobi Nobi Boy, the like last game they'll ever own. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, I want I want to know where he's trying to go with this because you know obviously it's not necessarily a games game as people said, but like, what can come out of it's, this? It's like a social experiment. The, the problem with Nobi Nobi Boy is that while it's an interesting experiment and a cool idea, you actually have to play it right. to contribute. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not multiplayer, it, right? 
Well, they're actually patching in. They're gonna be patching in uh, local ah. multiplayer for the PSN. Ah. Well, what about online multiplayer? I mean, it's an online game. I mean, wouldn't that ex expand the experience and maybe make people play it more? I mean, I don't even know it, if it's something it that's might, that entertaining to play. But it's still only something you can play for only like five minutes because, like, I don't know. It's like even if there's like you, you could come up with a little little concepts of things to do for fun, but then after a while you'd just be like, alright, let's play a real game. So it's like home. Like, yeah, kind of. I think I think co-op, which is the, the new incarnation of the 1UP show, which is on Revision 3, by the way, I'm really happy that they got signed. Um, yes. They said, I, I can't remember if it was Matt Chandrenay or if it was Cesar, one of those two was saying that it's kind of like, it's kind of, it's it's just playtime. It's not a game. It's just right. play. It's a toy, not a game. And J Gershman said the same thing on the Giant Bombcast. It's a toy. Mm -hmm. as, as as more and so it's like how long can you really play with that spinning top before you want, right. before you say let's go play tag you know that's why I say it's a good thing to play if you're like listening to a podcast yeah. and you have nothing else to do yeah but, the, but yeah. or doing something else yeah anyway way too much time Boop. spent on this Boop. oh we're moving on I'm sorry I was yeah. making noby move noby. on or I'll go back to Dennis Dyer. I was making noby noby noises um. And so here's some more announcements. Um, uh, I'll just quickly run down the line of announcements. Straight out of GDC 2009. Digital cable. Digital cable. I Tony would kill me. Good job. So here are the topics. Nintendo announces the Wii storage solution that we've seen coming for a while now. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. The dates revealed. Ubisoft announces a new RTS called Ruse, which hopes to change the way that RTSs are made. Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks announced for DS, even though I wanted it. What's the release date for that? Oh, okay. Blade 3D ga subscription game creator. Uh, uh, it, it purports to allow you to make games with this development tool on like a subscription basis, kind of. I guess kind of like XNA. Uh, there's a motion sensor game coming out for the 360. Uh, <laughs> Ten two. Sony is offering to help fund PSN exclusives, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and then Squeenix acquires Eidos. Who, what do we want to? Uh, what do we find interesting? Somebody pick two or three out of these things. Uh, I'd just like to say one thing before anybody says anything. I think that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 teaser trailer sucks. Release date 11 10 09. Um, which ones? All of them. All of them? <laughs> Restore solution. Yay. We, You're not we, going all, anywhere. We were asking for. All eight of them? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw a vote in for uh 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 uh. Talk about uh, spirit tracks, really. Oh, Square Enix. Yeah, Idos. Square Enix requires Idos, and then there's a motion sensor game for 360. Square Enix. Square Enix Idos. Well, what do they? Oh, Square Enix okay. Idos. At first, I was like, what do they hope to accomplish by buying Tomb Raider? But Square Enix has kind of a, a weak American portfolio, I'd say. Yeah, I mean. I was talking with a friend, Dende Atreus, um, who made up a decent point uh, that this helps bring Square Enix into like a Western development standpoint. But really, that's right. about it. I mean, Idos is obviously Western, uh, and this helps Square Enix. Well, what else? Okay, that, so but... what else is in Idos's stable? Does anybody know offhand? Uh, uh... Kane and Lynch. Wait, what? Uh, Griffin Gate? What? Uh, Canon? Eh. Nothing really. <laughs> to be honest, I'm I've never really to, liked okay. the company. 
they they did port Final Fantasy VII over to PCs. Oh boy! Uh, I, but that I was with EA. That was Idos. No? Oh no, that was Idos. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Was I have the damn game. Let me see. Okay, I'm Wikipedia-ing it. Idos. I love Wikipedia. It has everything that people make up. Okay, so oh god damn it! It, it brought up the original like term uh, Idos, like the um, the Greek term. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Idos Interactive, a computer game company. All right, um, potential potential purchase by Square Enix. Uh, it happened, buddy. You better update this page. All right, so here, twenty five to life. Ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wait, wait. They, you know, they did, they did, um, they did do Age of Conan. They did. So, you know how that game turned out. Ass. Yeah, I I know, but Fucking I'm saying that like ass. they could, this might be their, they might try to leverage that somehow or this technology of, of trying to get into the American MMO market since FF12, FF13, you know, I don't 11, FF11, sorry, <laughs> is yeah. their Japanese style RPG. Um, I, I can deal with like an RPG-esque. Uh, Chuck Rock. Chuck Rock. I did do Deus Ex, and that's, you know, God. That was a game. They, that was they awesome. They need to bring back fucking Legacy of Kane. Ooh, Hitman. They got the Hitman uh, franchise. That's pretty good. Um... Legacy of Kane, like you said, that's that's right. They need to, they need to they need to bring but that not Kane. Heading. Soul Reaver. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of stuff that, that they've done recently, because I mean, obviously, new Soul Bubbles, and different developers. Soul yeah. Bubbles and Monster Lab have been in 2008. The fuck is that? I like, don't know. <laughs> um, Bad. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I really... Okay, let me see if there's any words here on why. Okay, so MCB reports that Square Enix's acquisition of Eidos has officially finally been, <laughs> has finally been made official. The board has agreed to the takeover, and the transition will be made formal in a few weeks. Sources claim that Square will let Eidos continue to operate out of London and maintain its independence as a developer. Um... The steps are are, are going to uh, according are going according to a joint plan from the company's release. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Japanese publisher benefits from the deal as well. While Square is generally seen as an RPG house, acquiring the likes of Western franchises like Tomb Raider and Hitman. Will ex- so I guess those two are the biggest ones. It's kind of like who wants to buy Mortal Kombat? Right. Dude, they should totally do that. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Are we talking about Midway now? <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general. Just but, um, okay, because I actually yeah, I was a little confused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there was uh, there was Square uh, Squeenix. What else? Which other one? Spirit Tracks. Play 3D, it sounds exactly like the XNA Developers Club. Okay, so then, fuck it. It's nothing interesting. Yeah. I get, you know, on. I'll just say we Storage. Okay, they're finally going to let us finally, finally uh, play shit from the SD card. Well, not really going to. They have already. They have. They have. Um so, blah, 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 really quickly, firmware 4.0 comes with new SD card channel. This can be used to store your downloaded games, and now supports high capacity 32 gigabyte cards, which is not bad. Really? 32. Wow. Damn. Okay, now that makes me happy because I was ranting and raving for the longest time about like Wii storage is like it's going to be better than the hard drive. You're not going to do it, eh. and like, well, they basically have storage. Yeah, games, but yeah, I'm hoping they're not going to jack up the price. Well, I have, I have a feeling that price of, is gonna be ridiculous. What? Of the SD card, it it's it's it doesn't have to be a Nintendo branded one. True. So right. uh, let's see. But I'm just thinking of the prices that of which hard drives go for. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, got I, one small thing to add that. Yep. Um, you also have to make sure you have the same amount of space on your internal memory, 
which now isn't really that big of a deal because if you want, you can just move all your channels over to SD card and just run them straight from there, and you'll ha- always have the space. Uh, Amazon says Kingston 32 gigabyte SDHD, sorry SDHC flash memory card goes for 80 bucks, uh, which which is kind of, which is kind of hefty, but when you consider that it's a flash card and not not a hard drive, which you could get for you know peanuts for 32 gigs, that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still expensive, but you know, flash memory has traditionally seen like decreases pretty quick. Right. True. Like I remember, like uh, between, like within the span of a year, like uh, a two gigabyte card went from like sixty dollars to like fifteen. <laughs> I kind of remember that, yeah. Around so yeah, for me, it was when the PSP came out. But um, I, I I just think of the three sixty hard drive and do price comparisons in my head because like a twenty gigabyte hard drive for three sixty used, which is the only way you can get them. Uh, for the most part, is uh, sixty bucks, I think. Yeah, which is which already is a rip. Yeah, I mean, hard drive at a real computer store yeah. is right. way, 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 way cheaper than that. Yeah, the difference here being in the, being, of course, that SD cards you can use any one that True. supported. So, like when those prices go down, it's not like Nintendo controls the price of SD cards. That's, that's which would be really scary if they did. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, my name is Iwata. New SD card for. <laughs> Five hundred dollar. It fits in Game Game Boy Micro. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a good point that yeah, it's a three sixty hard drive can't slap onto a computer, but a Nintendo right. SD card can. Yeah, he said. I, I need to stop saying Nintendo SD card before I catch myself. Uh, Keep going. Al, uh, do you? D- this doesn't say anything about whether or not you can play stuff straight from it, but I'm assuming yes. Did you, did you, yeah. do you know any, you can? That's what I meant. You have to have the similar amount of internal memory because what it, I assume it does is it copies it from the SD card to the internal memory. Oh, that's what you meant. I was confused it. at first. Okay, I, I understand now, yeah. Um, yeah. I was hoping that it would kind of be like um, how Guitar Hero World 2 and Rock Band handle it where it just takes it straight from the card. Right. But I guess as long as it's seamless and you can't see it, then it should be all right. Yeah, I haven't um, tried it yet. I'll try it right now. Oh, that, yeah, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. Since you updated it, have you tried it yet? So I moved uh, one of my Trouble CD games over to it, and that was it. Okay. Um, so I will tell you in a minute. Okay. Um, while he tries that out, does anybody have one more they want? I, and one more they want to talk about before I go on to the just random announcements from GDC. I just want to say props to Sony for uh, helping to fund uh, indie developers. They want they're doing it as a way to secure exclusives for PSN, but that's still cool considering that like. For 360, you have to pay to be part of that XNA Creators right, Club, and yeah. here's Sony saying, "Hey, we'll give you money. Just to say you're going to be exclusive right. to our platform." That's in particular why why I found this one interesting. Like, so, um, I think I don't know if you guys remember from a, from a long time ago, um, uh, Tony found an article about how in Canada, uh, the province of Manitoba was going to subsidize game development. And like fund that, and you know, just kind of assist to help the economy. And this is in a smaller level, kind of like that, because it's you know, it, it's giving them the chance to do what they want to do um, with lower risks. And I, I'm I'm all for that. It's, I mean, it's sending the starving kids some food. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and of course, it's like they they realize full well that it's like if I sign with you, I can only make games for you, but I'm willing to go ahead and do that. So it's like their choice. It's not like right. it's being imposed on them. Something that, um, to be honest, something that Jonathan Blow probably wouldn't be hyped about to be honest uh, well, and why is that great. explain that because i don't i don't know much about him other um than he the likes, type of he guy likes he is he he is very very individual um okay it wants to be his game he doesn't want to influence influences to kind of 
change his game at all, even right. to the point not to, not even to the point of development, but how he wants to distribute it. Sure. He, I mean, he wants the game out to everybody. Um, right. And <laughs> to be honest, he's, he's pretty much said, if you know, if I could give out the game for free, I would. Right. And I and I think that uh, hope uh, you know hopefully that the Sony thing is just it's kind of like all right, well, it's there if you want it. Right. As opposed to if you're going to develop for us, right. you need to sign exclusively for us, and we will fund you. It's like, what if, what if it's like, well, I just want to put it on your platform. I don't need your money, bitch. And it's like, <laughs> well, you can't. You need to get my money. I want to pay you. It's like the Burger King guy that puts the dollar in your pocket, and then, yeah. Uh, hey, Is the Burger King guy that puts the dollar in your pocket? Where? Did, did, you, did you see those commercials about how, like, like, they have the stupid value items, and it's trying to save you money, and so they represent that with the king sneaking up on you and putting a dollar in your pocket and then running away? Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, there goes that reverse thief or something. I don't know. I've seen reverse that happen in a, in, a, in a strip joint once. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, except it was, you know, in a different type of pocket. It was a if, different context. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. But um, can I, uh, can I slide this credit card somewhere? Um, so, <laughs> yes. Uh, let me read off the rest of the announcements, just kind of as a by the way, uh, sure. while Al continues to look. So there, uh, just a few more. Um, Square Enix announces we wear Final Fantasy games. Like they're like spinoffs, I guess. Like my life is king, my life is queen, and all that shit. I don't know. My life is uh, the, a drag. Yeah, Queen. the DSi will use two separate cart types between the different games. Games that can be used on both uh, DS and DS, uh, DS Lite and DSi, and games that are only DSi compatible. I guess they would use like the camera and shit like that. Um, Deep Silver shows off Q3 lineup, including a handheld Duke Nukem. And the reason why I put this on there is that we still haven't seen our sequel to Duke Nukem. And yet they're coming off with all these side side sequels and spinoffs and shit and like re-releases and where where is the real thing? Where is it? Tell me. It's forever. What, what do you want, Lindsay? What do you want? You know, strutting around with them little things. There remaining Professor Layton games confirmed for North America and Europe. Yay! Um, I haven't Fable, even gotten the first one yet. Fable Two. Uh, I have twelve matchstick. Fuck you. Fable Two <laughs> DLC. Fable Two DLC due in the coming weeks and. Uh, Rock Band is going to have Don't uh, d- 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 Fuck I always mess up the song's name That Journey song That everyone loves Don't Stop, stop believing. believing Don't Stop Believing Okay so I was don't on the right track Don't Stop Believing <laughs> <laughs> Or as I call Journey or, or, or as I call Journey The Other Side of Boston <laughs> <laughs> But But they're also Offering Spongebob Squarepants Yeah Three songs From What Spitwork Squarepants uh? I don't get it, but then there was another game announced that, that, that Al that you put down was it was it a game announcement or was it an expose on it? The beat Takeshi game. Oh no, it's an announcement for a Japanese virtual console. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. So beat Takeshi the, I tried to watch a YouTube video of that and like after about two minutes I was like I this I You actually no. got one? Because the ones I looked for were forbidden. Forbidden? Yeah, they were uh like you could not watch this video because of a uh, lawsuit or the videos removed by the user, blah blah blah. Right. That was those were the ones on the site. I guess maybe you went straight to YouTube and look for it. Let me see. I think. Well, the one that I watched, he's going, he's going across the screen, and then suddenly, like, the screen turns on its side, and he's walking up instead of right. Like, it's like like reverse gravity or something. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is that one stage you have to sit and hold the select button for four hours straight. <laughs> That's like the Penn and Teller's game, which requires you to drive in real time yes. across the desert. Ah, oh, shit. What was that game? Desert something. Desert 
speeding Bu- truck. Desert bus. That's it. Desert bus. And then, like, the thing is that you couldn't hold, like, a weight on the control pad yeah. because it would drift to the right every so often. And those cool guys did, like, <laughs> a, like over a 100-hour marathon. Yeah. It was awesome. And raised, That's fucking crazy. a bunch of fucking money for... I watched that thing live. It was awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Al has fa- is ready to comment on the Wii Stored solution. Okay. Um. Yeah. What you do is you go into uh, SD card menu, you run the game, and it launches it. So, like Nintendo games, small games, they just take like a second or two to load up, and then it plays as if you had it on your uh, Wii. And then I loaded Sin and Punishment. It took a little bit longer, but it's not that bad. And then I loaded Dynastic Hero, which was like two hundred something blocks, and that took a little while too. Hmm. Uh. So oh, this works right now. Yeah, it yep. was available ever since he announced it at GDC uh, earlier this week. Oh, so that's yeah, awesome. everybody update your Wii. And, Wii. Uh, that way yeah, it's blinking. cool. And um, just make sure that your save data is on the Wii internal memory. Most of the time, you can't even copy Virtual Console save data to um, the SD card. But those are the things that take up a little space anyway. All right. All right. That. Uh, I think we've uh, beat this horse to death and then beat it some more. So, uh, closing comments. Pete's just dying to get his comment in. What's up? Technology is commoditizing the value of hardware to zero, and a unified platform will likely oh, be the God. result, Dyak wrote. Following this logic to its end, the implication I is don't that buy hardware that. could be mo- removed altogether. What hardware one runs behind the wall, the cloud is unimportant. Only what you are transmitting counts. Thus, the ultimate goal console in the cloud model is no console at all. I just wanted to finish reading that quote. All right. Uh, just the reason uh, I'm not even going to comment. I've commented too much on that already. But it's, uh, technology, like hardware power, is one thing. Innovative technology is another, and that's I, I don't buy what he's saying. But anyway, uh, other closing comments. Uh, business is inherently a corruptive influence on everything that is not business. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Rock lobster. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my closing comment. God damn. Um, all right. So, all right. I think it's going to do it. Thanks for coming back on to join us, Runks. How 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 long will we have to wait for your next appearance? I have no idea. It's whenever you I get a free fucker. Sunday morning that isn't Saturday killing me. Saturday morning, yeah. Saturday. 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 We're like a defining tire, except the tire at the end has a little bit of liquid coming out of it that nobody wants. <laughs> like an anus. Al, closing comments? Uh, Rock Forte has a um, Facebook page. Look Ooh. for it. Where can you... F-U-E-R-T-E. Okay. I was going to say, where can you find it? But you did that. I don't know. I don't have Facebook yet. Yeah. But where, but where can we I find? I just told somebody, and he found it in two seconds. Where can we fan, find so. Al shredding on the guitar? You can't. Uh, but if you'd like to see me not do anything on my blog for now, <laughs> uh, that's xlm2k.blogspot.com. X. Yeah. So, uh, watch me play uh, that other game, uh, Beautiful Joe Two. Beautiful again. Joe. And oh, you have a, you have a video on your Gamespot blog, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna put the whole like the entire three videos of 25 minutes worth of shit on. XLM2K. Okay. Yeah. Uh, game, you can see his GameStop blog uh, video for Viewable Joe if you haven't seen it already. It's it's just the underscore antipode. A-N-T-I-P-O-D-E. Uh, his profile's there and he's got that Beautiful Joe video, uh, which, which which he had to shorten by like 10 minutes because the boss fights are so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then where can we find you, Slunks, nowadays since you've disappeared off the face of the boot? Uh, I'm always, always, always on giantbomb.com slash profile slash slunks. So, Schwunk. S- 
S-L-U-N-K-S. Kind of like Buckethead's Night of the Slunk, except with an S at the end. And Pete, where sure. where where do you lurk? Uh, I kind of hate Facebook now, but I still have my page there, Pete Vellucci Jr. But I'm kind of using Twitter again. Not really. I don't know. But Twitter slash, uh, Twitter.com slash R-Y-V-V-N. And I'm hoping to maybe, like, uh, yeah, work something out with you, Austin, and just kind of get stuff up on Try Games or something. Um yeah. Why do you hate Facebook? Is it just because of the new layout of it uh, looks like tw- like a like a steroid? Yeah, because they keep changing Twitter. it, and like yeah. the most recent change just made things even more fucking confusing. Like, I, I, it's it's too much to go into right now. But I just I don't like that they keep changing things. And fuck Facebook. You know what's <laughs> funny on the giant bombcast? I think it was um one David the the one of the one of the admins on the site. He was just like, if you cha- if you don't change your mo- your site every six months, it shows that you don't care. Yeah, Dave Snyder. Yeah. Dave Snyder, and I'm kind of like that's kind of true, but in Facebook's case, they keep on doing it every like five days, and that's too much. <laughs> and yeah. it's important to implement, you know, changes that people want, not just changes yeah. that they feel that they 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 want. Yeah, that's though. Stupid shit. Yeah. I, I invite you to read a Rolling Stone article on the Facebook founder. There's there's, there's very certain things about this guy that kind of, you know, as smart as he is, and as like you know whatever, like little 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 bit of a Weasley edge to him. So. It's on. It's a, I can't remember which issue of Rolling Stone, but just Google it. Like Rolling Stone, and then Mark Zuckerberg. It's it's an interesting read, um, and like apparently you get, you get a, the whole Napster thing. Oh, he stole Facebook from my from my idea. And, you know, same thing. But it's interesting to read. Anyway, um, and so send in your questions to mailbag at trygames.net. M A L E B A G or M A I L B A G, whichever you prefer. Either address works. Um, yeah. And uh, just send it there and. Uh, it's too late to win something from Pete uh, because Edge Buccaneer beat y'all to it. But feel free to comment anyway on the strategy versus tactics thing or anything you've heard here today about no, the, online. No, the video games thing. The video games. That's right. That's right. Also write in a uh, like Supersonic asked for um, a, a an alternative moniker for video game. Uh, something that's pretentious and stupid sounding, kind of yeah, like perhaps uh, at least like three or something. Like like digital existentialism or something retarded like that. Yeah. Um, and also, Supersonic, if you're listening, uh, I think Slunks or Pete, one of those two, wanted to hear you say video games. So if you'll send us a sample of that, well, that'd be me. great! I think that was you, actually. But... Uh, that might have been Pete. Uh, uh, yeah, I said I wanted to hear him send in an audio file okay. of him okay. saying okay. video anyway. games as well as all the other stuff that we mentioned. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so it's 1.30. It means I gotta go uh, for Slunk. Uh, objective journalism, giantbomb.com slash profile slash Slunks. For Pete. Uh, I only read that Dennis Dyer comment because I had it sitting around all episodes. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> For Al. Let's killing. Let's killing? Is that what? Oh, you got to explain it real quick, like in 30 seconds. Yeah, they, in Mad World, there's a stage called Little uh, Asian Town. There's a part called Little <laughs> Asian Town. But yep. um, they have all these like really funny um, Asian... Say the street name. Things. Uh, the street name... Yeah, like Great Wall Street or something. Oh yeah, the place is called the the first place I'm in is called Great Wall Street, and awesome. you gotta fight this girl called Li Ling. Ling Ling. You get uh you get to throw meat buns that are made of who knows, <laughs> people, and the people like eat them up, so they gather in the same place and kill them. Uh, you put firecrackers in people's mouths and they blow up. Uh, That's terrible. <laughs> and they <laughs> it's so funny. Um, they have a whole that's racist. The level. But at the end of the description, it goes, "Let's killing." <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. So, for everyone, I've been your host, Mr. Chupan Austin, and we're gone. Bye!
The cheeks, the arms, the tip of the penis. The cheeks, the arms, the tip of the penis. All right. 